Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast. Hearts extended their unbeaten run and it's kind of just going really well and it's unexpected. <laughs> so we've got a lot to talk about because we took basically a week off due to illness and stuff like that. We do apologise, but we're back with a lot. So as ever, it's me, Daniel McIver, joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good, mate. Much better than I was last week. Uh, <laughs> I was on the verge of death. Uh, but here we are, so yeah, feeling a lot better, um, but feeling pretty lucky with regards to the past couple games, Mr McIver, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, which we'll no doubt come into, um, but yeah, I'm not too bad, what about yourself mate? Not too bad at all. We're doing something different this episode, because we've missed two games basically, and we have both of them to talk about, and we've got two games to preview, and we've got a whole bunch of signings to talk about. We don't want to bore you all by going through chance by chance of games that were weeks ago now. So, it's going to be more question-based and Adam's going to be answering a lot of questions, essentially. That's the way that this is going to go. He looks terrified, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. I thought, however, we'd start with just all the sign-ins that we've made. I know some of them, basically all of them started after the first game we'll speak about, but it'll make sense with the way I've done it. So. First of all, we'll start with the first signing, which was kind of the one that was out of the blue and happened the quickest in terms of Hearts fans hearing about him and then just suddenly arriving, as James Hill, the England under-21 international from Bournemouth, was signed on loan, right-sided centre-half, previously played at Fleetwood, Bournemouth bought him for a seven-figure fee, however, wasn't playing that much, so has come up. For the rest of the season, you get game time, it fills the Craig Halkett-shaped hole in our defence, We'll obviously speak about him in a bit more depth later on, considering we have now seen him play, but in terms of just how he came across and the signing generally, how have you felt about him? Uh, I didn't know a great deal, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when I'd seen that Bournemouth had forked out, I think it was about a million, wasn't it? For a, Roughly, from, from yeah. Um, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard of the geezer, I've, I've got to be honest. And upon him signing... I found his comments quite strange as well, McIver, to be fair. Talking about using Hearts as a stepping stone, I just, I don't know. Like, he's only on loan until the end of the season. Realistically, like, he's probably, he's probably looking at it thinking that the worst thing that Bournemouth could have done last season was get promoted in terms of limiting his game time down there. Do you know what I mean? So he's obviously, like, he's using Hearts as a stepping stone, but I I found that a, a weird thing to say. Because if I'm I looking personally at, sorry, care. like I, I was looking at like Fleetwood, Bournemouth. Like Hearts are bigger than both Fleetwood and Bournemouth. I yeah. know that Bournemouth are in the prem, but this... had, I mean I've had more folk in my house than Bournemouth getting their games. So <laughs> let's just settle down a piece. But Bournemouth are bigger to him than Hearts. Yeah. Bournemouth are bigger to the general public than Hearts purely because they have oh, the, the money to compete in, and, yeah, in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. yeah. That, the way it is now is that it doesn't matter about history and fan base stuff. It's all about the money that you can afford. And they can, they're can they playing in the Premier League. And for him, an English guy who's probably never thought of Scottish football, I totally understand why he'll say and And has played with Jimmy Dunn, has seen Ellis Sims, individuals like that who have used Hearts as a kind of launching pad for their career. I think that's what he means. It, I don't care about players saying that. In a way, I'm quite happy he said that because it shows I, he has ambition. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, but I think it makes more sense if you're here on a permanent basis to say that. Like he's only going to be here. How, realistically, what's he going to do between now and the end of the season other than fill the Craig Halkett void? It's not as though he's going to then earn a rip roaring move to somebody off the back of his loan at Hearts, is he? No, but Bournemouth could go. Oh, he's played every single week. For the team that hopefully finishes third in the Scottish Premiership. If they get if they go back down, then they might yeah. get a little chance. Actually, yeah, let's maybe. go with him. He's shown that he's been able to compete at a, a decent level. Bournemouth will think that the Scottish Premiership isn't as good as the Championship. Whatever. But they Wrong. will go, right, well, he's competed at that level. Let's see if he can make the alleged step up with all it's the... Mile, miles better the than the Championship. That league's a myth. It's just crazy. Yeah, like it's ridiculous it's just that they're all shit so they all beat each other so people go it's good it's like our championship where people just make up that it's I'm, amazing I'm not being funny like Black, Blackburn are in the top four and they just got pumped 4-0 off Rotherham and Connor yeah. Washington scored the final goal I don't want to yeah. I don't want to hear anything but 
I have no problems with players saying that about us if they then come in and perform. Doom said it all the time. Doom, people gave Doom shit for it because he kind of was always like, oh yeah, I'm using, like, I want to use this as a stepping room cure. And Doom was amazing for us. And then he didn't realise quite how much he would enjoy his time at Hearts. It's yeah, my, it's my right. thing. Like, I, yeah. I think Hearts will change, <clears throat> excuse me, probably his perception in the brief time that he's here. But I just, I just think in that little window, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't really know what he can achieve. But listen, if his debut's anything to go by, looks a, a cracking capture. So, so we'll wait and see. Well, speaking about permanent transfers, the next one was a permanent transfer <laughs> as uh, Yutaro Oda, the Japanese forward, signed from Vissel Kobe, signed a three and a half year deal. He can play 10, left wing, right wing, striker, a bunch of forward positions basically. He looks like the Gary Mackay Stephen replacement. Robbie has been very, very clear to let Hearts fans know that he's not played any football since November, so will take a bit of time to get up and running. But. This has been linked for a while, obviously. There's been the work permit, which has been the stumbling block, which, as expected, is always going to be the case. But he's here now. And the law of averages tells me that one of these signings has to be shite. We've seen a great debut from Hill. Cool, was a wonder kid. This uh, this, this could be the, the fear transfer. Uh, I, I don't know. Look, I, every transfer is a risk. I'm not going to kid on like I know everything about him because that is by far not the case. Uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Any Esther said goodbye to him, so that's <laughs> something to go off of. Uh, oh, I don't know. I just I just think everybody needs to rein in their expectations. Hearts, Hearts fans are probably looking at it thinking, well, if Kyogo Furahashi's been as outrageously good as he has for Celtic and they played for the same team, then surely... Oda's just a little mini version. Uh, it doesn't work like that. So, no. I, 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 I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I, I, do you know what else as well? Like, YouTube compilations can make anybody look good, but I've not even, like, had a sniff at any of them. I just, I'm not, I'm waiting to see with my own eyes before I can pass judgment. I'm by not going to instantly accounts, rule them out. By all accounts... He's, he's more Barry Mackay than Ginelli. He's very fast, but instead of liking to get in behind and run onto the ball, he likes to have the ball at his feet and then do stuff that Aye, way. Aye, needle. Nice. Yes. Uh, his shooting apparently needs work, whereas his passing is his biggest strength. Um, okay. So it does seem to be more in the Barry Mackay mould of player rather than the Josh Ginelli more dynamic running at people kind of mould. Sounds like an interesting blend of the two then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, hope, I'm looking forward to see what we can do. Uh, someone I'm very looking forward oh, to see what God, they can do. Here we go. You and countless others. Right. Is, inexplicably, we have secured the loan signing of Garan Kuyol, the Australian wonder kid, on loan from my English club, Newcastle United. Again, another forward who can play in the 10, left wing, right wing, and through the middle as a number nine. Eddie Howe was speaking about the fact that as soon as Garang came up, he said, I want to go to Hearts. That's where I want to go to. And that in Eddie Howe's words, he thinks that it's the perfect game for him to come into because he knows how fast the Scottish game is and that the A-League isn't as fast. So he'll be able to get up to speed with how quick the game is, how physical the game is. All I will say is, he is only 18 and... I, th- I worry that our fan base will go right he's the next Messi yeah. perform now again what we saw from him on his debut which we'll get into was very encouraging mm-hmm. but it was just a 15 minute cameo allow him to build but generally I am delighted with this a, a 15 minute cameo against tired legs and yeah. use it, using that pace which seems to be his biggest asset like, like the, the boy's 18 McIver this yeah. is this is the thing. I think like everybody just needs to relax, as you say. It's do you know what the worst thing is? Is the fact that like he is that highly rated. He's dubbed as a legitimate wonder kid, and <laughs> and that that brings just a, a, a level of expectation which I can't even comprehend. You you go back over football like countless years, and as much as some wonder kids go on and hit the heights. There's always those that just, for whatever reason, fall by the wayside. 
hopefully this is not the case. Um, and hopefully Hearts can get some sort of affiliate link with Newcastle on the go now. If this I'm fully on board with that. It has to, on board. Like, surely, I mean, the tune will be chucking money at left, right and centre. We could ultimately be that little springboard. We could be that feeder club. We could be that developing team. You know, Tyneside, Tynecastle, that little likeness only an hour and a half up the road. St James's, Tynecastle, two of the finest grounds in the UK. Two hostile fan bases that are just nuts and love their club. I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying so far. It makes sense. Get it done, Newcastle and Hearts. Um, Yeah, Joe Savage has got to make some calls. Make it happen. But yeah, hopefully with regards to this signing, this could be the first of a pathway of youngsters that are swapping uh, Tyneside for Tynecastle. I very much hope that is the case. And yes, listen, I'm biased. I'm going to be more involved with him than I am James Hill, even though I thought James Hill was amazing. I I want him to do well. I think he will do well. I just hope fans have a bit of patience. I yeah, hope I, fans have patience with Oda as well, because I yeah. could totally see him come on, have a quiet 20 minutes against Motherwell, and fans go, that's oh, it. Oh, he's done he's absolutely shit. nothing. We're writing yeah. him off. Yeah, yeah. What is Oda? 22? 22, yeah. So young guys. 22, yeah. 18. Just... Rain it in, relax. Exactly. However, now we will go into the double header games that we had against St. Mirren, one in Paisley, one at Tynecastle. How ironic and that I'm talking about relaxing. This was anything but relaxing. Jesus. Well, God. So, this is the thing. As I said, we're not just going to go through and go, in this minute, we have this chance and all this part. We'll speak about the big moments from the games. Okay. And more general points about the games and what I think they can tell us about. This team and our season overall. And the main one I want to ask you about is formation. Does the 3 5 2, 3 4 1, 2 1, whatever you want to call it. 3 4 3. Yeah, whatever it is. Does it work with this group of players? So, I want to ask you in particular about the first game away at St Mirren. The back three consisted of Civic. Rolls in the middle and Alex Cochran playing the left side of centre half with wing backs of Smith on the right hand side and Alan Forrest on the other side. Now, in the second game at Tynecastle, for the first time what feels like this season, I felt like we had a five defenders actually in the right position. Hill came in for his debut on the right hand side, Civic played in the middle, Rolls played on the left hand side with Cochran and Smith as wing backs. But generally, we changed to the four in St Mirren, in at St Mirren, sorry, in the second half, and it seemed to work well. But I've seen a lot of people say, well, look at the system in the first half at Tynecastle, that was in the three, and we played very well in the first half. What's your thoughts generally when looking at those games? Uh, that probably pretty much steals my point. I think we need to look at the performances in both games. Ultimately, we changed to a four at the back in Paisley, and it worked to our benefit. When I, when I initially saw the Hearts team for the game away, I thought with that playing personnel it looked like a 4-2-3-1. Because mm-hmm. it was Mackay and Janelli in support of Shankland. Yeah. Whereas I thought he might go Janelli and Forrest on the flanks, Mackay centrally supporting Shankland, and have yeah. Snodgrass and Devlin behind. Then you've got Cochrane at left back, Smith right back, uh, and what was it, Civic and Rolls. Civic so, and Rolls, yeah. So that... I, I thought it looked like it was a flat back four anyway um, but I'm not I'm not necessarily I'm not sure I agree with they were all that great first half at, at Tynecastle I like we, we really? were the be- we were the be- we were the better team don't get me wrong but I, I mean other the goal really came out of nowhere it's not as though we were battering the door down and creating umpteen chances we were very comfortable though we never looked yeah. threatened yeah that's what I will say I, I think I think it probably suits us better defensively than it does offensively, and maybe that mm-hmm. maybe that coincides with the manager's mindset. I I don't know, personally. I am not sure whether I'd want to see a three four three at Tynecastle. If I'm honest, by all means, if we're away from home with that with those five defenders in particular games, then you keep it tight and maybe then like we did second half when we're chasing it or we're looking for a winner late on, we might switch to a four, but. If, I, if I'm honest, I, I feel as though recently teams are beginning to figure out this 3-4-3. Three, three. 
to be honest. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you considering we're currently on the best run that we've been on in this I season. I hear that, but if, if we were to replay both those submitted games, would you feel comfortable that we'd come out, or confident that we'd come out with four points? I'm not sure I would. I would purely because, and we'll get to this in the second game, I I thought we were very comfortable in that home game at Tyne Castle. I'm not sure I agree. I said on Twitter, I, I disagree that we, I think apart from one moment where I thought we would concede, I never thought we were going to concede at Tyne Castle at any point during the game. I think in, on the flip side, away at St Mirren, in that first half, we could have conceded two or oh, three. Dreadful. That that was probably the worst 45-minute period of our season. I can't, I th- I can't, I can't think of any worse, if any worse. That was I would really definitely bad. agree with that. And it brings me on to what I think is part of the problem with that shape. Snodgrass. Now, obviously, everybody's wow. been speaking about how good... No, I mean... <laughs> what Just I mean the way is, that was worded No, there. I don't mean that Snodgrass is the problem with the shape. Oh, easy tiger. What I mean is, is that a two in midfield with Snodgrass with that shape. You want to see legs either side of him, don't you? Yes. You want to see him at the base. I get yes. that. I get that. So... Snodgrass has probably, I think it's fair to say, in the last two games, had his worst two games in a heart shirt. But how much of that was actually his fault? Because Robinson said, after the first game, that they just targeted him. Because they watched, particularly in the Hibs game... Hibs game, he ran the show. He ran the show for that middle pocket, just in front of the defence... Alex Gogic in particular, I thought, especially through in Paisley, was I think that's the best I've ever seen Gogic play, ever. It was an absolute hammer thrower in the reverse fixture. My God, he was, how he, he escaped a booking, I have no idea. Can I just say, no idea. But I, so that's why I don't want to put as much blame on Snodgrass. The first goal we can, well, the only goal we concede in these two games does come from an unprompted mistake from him that tries to that's play the ball. Yeah, it's not like it's and he, and even the even the set piece itself, it's on target, but that nick does deceive Clark. Clark's going the right way, yeah, and then it deflects back off. Snowgrass, however, I thought even in the second half when we changed formation, still was quite poor. We'll get to what he did in the can, second can half. I, can I ask game. you something? If you want him at the base right now, who are your two either side? Devlin and Grant. Because John Grant to come in. Purely because I think he, from what we've seen of him, I think his biggest strength is the ability to just kind of get the ball down and ping passes. I don't want him running, really. I just want him, like, and I know some people might go, that's what Snodgrass does. But Snodgrass kind of makes the team tick. I don't think Grant would make it tick in the same way. I know what you mean. Snodgrass kind of offers for balls as like... Is is like a constant support for everybody else in and around yeah. him. He's always shown for the ball, Robert Snodgrass. That's, That's my the biggest trait. positive. Yeah. yeah, I think so as well. Because I was going to say, if even if you went to a four-two-three-one, whilst you'd have probably Mackay centrally ahead of him, and you've mm. got Devlin alongside. I don't. I'm know. all right with that I, as well. I will say that I'm all right with that as well. But you, but you feel more confident with legs either side of him, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd li- I just to be blunt, I would like a flat four three three, with a, literally a flat midfield, with Snodgrass potentially dropping that wee bit deeper, but not massively. Yeah, yeah. And then two wingers and Shanklin through the middle. That's what I'd personally like. Um, Shanklin again can drop in, and it allows the wingers to cut in. They can invert stuff like that. I just felt. Snodgrass had his two weakest games, but I don't know how much can actually be put on Snodgrass in terms of his own individual performance. It was more just... Listen, I think St Mirren are a very good side. I think they're a very well-coached side. Do you think they're nailed on for top six? Yes, at this point, absolutely. Yeah, I can't see any other team that's come to Tynecastle as well and kind of just known their jobs and executed it well. I thought that was Livy to an extent. Livy as well... I, I feel, like, I feel like Livy are nailed on for top six for what it's worth, by the way. I've, I don't know if you're going to go around the grounds, but what a win that was for them at the weekend. I will be for this, because I nice. I can't even remember a single game for that other weekend, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going around the grounds for this one. Nice. Um, so, I feel a bit bad for Snodgrass, because a lot of people were going, he was absolutely terrible. And it's like, <coughs> he was poor, but part of that is just because 
they put Gogic on him. Gogic wasn't as good at it in the home game, which is always going to be the case. You're going to be better at executing your game plan at home. But I do find it interesting to think... I would be interested, sorry, to hear what people's solutions to it would be because I don't think anyone in their right mind would suggest, right, let's not play Snodgrass because he's so key to this. Um, And especially we've heard that Benny probably isn't back this season. Benny's probably back next season. So honestly, it it actually breaks my heart because I just all I want is to see Benny play with Robert Snodgrass. Just, just two cultured ballers. Do you not worry though? That's quite another passive midfield though. You'd need another body in there. Potentially, but even then, I feel like Devlin's busting a gut that much recently. Well, obviously, we'll talk about the team selection with regards to Friday there. Yeah. That Devlin and Benny Beningame would just be a straight swap. And what a swap that would be. I, I, either or, alongside Snodgrass, I'm, I'd be more than happy with. Well, speaking about Snodgrass, we'll mention the fact that he scored. Uh, he got his first goal for the club. He didn't mean it. Not a but chance. Not we a take chance. them all. Uh, he obviously he cuts in from the very far side and swings a ball in. And it's just one of those where no one gets on the end of it, both offensively or defensively. And it goes in the back of the net. But we take it. We, we take it given some of the poor chances as well that we missed in, in that game. I think Lauren Shanklin's header... That was really bad. That was that was bad. That's probably his only really bad miss that I can think of so far. Yeah, probably. Fair. And when he's chasing, that thing that he's chasing... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, the fear's creeping in. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, do you know what? A game of two halves, absolutely miles off it first. And I know that you were going to come on to it, but the character to bounce back... The fact that uh, Hearts teams of the past three, four years go on and lose that game pretty comfortably, if we concede after four minutes. Mm-hmm. So there is a grit, there is a determination about this current. We've seen ball. that a lot this season as we well. We have, and that's that. That is probably the key reason as to why we're sitting where we are sitting. So yeah. long may that continue, uh, and hopefully, I was going to say hopefully that continues. I don't want us to ever go behind, but <laughs> if if we do, hopefully there's that consolation of do you know what? We're only a goal, or. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it too, and any yeah. anything beyond that, of course, is a stretch. But it's it's never over till the fat lady sings. Exactly. Well, the final point on this game, we'll just mention it, is Marcus Fraser's red card. The shocking challenge. I cannot believe people were like, "Oh, it's not a red. What's he meant to do?" I don't even buy the argument. Well, he's jump. He's had to jump over his teammates. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need to jump over his teammate. You see him pick up speed again to try and get the ball and jump him. Yeah, sorry, he doesn't need to, but he does. It's like yeah, pe- yeah. people were still coming to his defence, yet he's literally jumped over his teammate to do George Grant, wasn't it? That yeah. Came on. Yeah. Shocking challenge. A shocking challenge. I don't know how anybody can possibly defend that. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. However. It then takes us to Tincastle, where the team selection, I think the most notable one was Devlin missing out. Yes, Devlin, very surprised. Devlin didn't play, and it meant that it was a midfield two of Halliday and Snodgrass, Livingston 07, loving life is back again. Doesn't, it mid- doesn't bode well for me as well, sorry. Two, two left footers, I'm not. I just, I'm not. It, two left footers. Past the age of 30 as well. Do you, do you know what? Like, uh, that is one of my sort of unwritten pet peeves. I don't I, I don't like that. You not, want to be able to pivot both ways. Yeah, I just... It, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't bode well for me. But that's yeah. just a personal thing. Um, however, it actually worked out no bad. But we will speak about the games that were taking place around this weekend as we're recording. Uh, actually, as we do that, I'm literally going to check what the Aberdeen Rangers score is now because we're recording as extra time is taking place great result versus Rangers it's still 2-1 it's still 2-1 with 2 minutes left so it looks like Rangers and Celtic won their League Cup semi-finals by the looks of things but then domestically within the league we were playing St Mirren on the Friday night and then there was three games on the Saturday. Hibs drew at home with a Kevin Nisbet masterclass basically <laughs> against Dundee United 2-all. The game of the weekend was evidently in Perth as St Johnston fell to another loss 4-2 against Livingston and then the basement battle at the bottom <laughs> were just 
in a rubbish game, Motherwell managed to get a win. No, they didn't. It was 1-0. I was about to say, they got a win. No, they didn't. It was 1-0 because Motherwell cannot win at home inexplicably as Ross County tried their best to get off the bottom of the table, but they didn't. What did you make of the games? <laughs> um, my, my Motherwell mate Stevie informed me that Motherwell have won a grand total of three league games at Fur Park since Boxing Day 2021. What? How ridiculous a stat is that? And one of them was against us. Of course it was. Of course it was. I was there. And it was the worst away performance I've ever seen for a What a ridiculous stat that is. I thought they were going to claim a fourth, um, albeit I had 1-0. So that was just 22 blokes flinging shite at each other. Um, Not else really. Not a great deal else really to say on that one. Um, Hibs... Again, playing against 11 men just does not suit. Um, so that's why they were held at home. Um, falling behind after six minutes, I was thinking, oh, that looks... Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but needless to say, that was not the case. Uh, who have Hibs got in midweek? Did they play midweek? No one. No, no one. one. Yeah. So that is their last game ahead of playing us on Sunday. Yeah. Great. Yeah, of course they get that late boost. Yeah. Um, and Livingston, like I say... What a win. Fancied them, given St Johnston's rotten run. They've just dropped like a stone. They tried their best to fuck it, I will oh, say. Oh, they really did. I mean, coasted at 3-0. When was the last time we were 3-0 up at for, uh, McDermott Park? Have we ever been 3-0 up at McDermott Park? I don't know Park? if we've ever been 3-0 <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable. And then, yeah. as you say, it looked as though, for all intents and purposes, they were going to piss that away uh, before a late James Penrice goal, 4-2. Um... I, I think Livingston are nailed on for a top six spot. I really do. I, I actually think Livingston are more likely, if anybody is going to catch us, than our midweek opponents. Yeah. There you go. I said it. You, you've went for it. Despite how much you absolutely hate them with all your heart. No, do you know what? I'm actually, I'm, I'm grown on Livingston now. I don't, I don't think I'll ever grow on the away day. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back just because yeah, of that 5-0. That will yeah. haunt me till the day that I die. But in terms of like Dave Martindale's just a king... Um, yeah. I, I, there's there's quite a lot to like about Jason Holt's love and life. I don't mind them. I, I like I like the dynamic they've got. I like Big Joel Nubley. I like we Bruce Anderson as well. I'd love to see yeah. the two of them play up because I like Christoph Bear is now a, a coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that, <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Now I'm back to hate Louis. Now you absolutely yeah. despise them. Yeah. Hate their guts. Anyway, we were the first game, and yes, one 0 win. A lot more controlled. Listen, we clearly disagree, and I saw Hart's Twitter was very much split. Some people were like me saying, I think there's been an overreaction to it, which I definitely think there has. I definitely think there's been an overreaction. Do you know what? I, I, I'm usually one of these jokers that overreacts. I just sort of took it and moved on. Like, I think I, that's a, a normal response to it. I think that's that, fair. That, that's what I should be doing, but I don't because I'm emotional and I get too attached. <laughs> but what I will say is, and, we, and lo and behold, we have not experienced this for a good few years, that is for sure. But it is the sign of a good team, winning when you, you're judged to be not necessarily at your best. Yeah. And I didn't think we were on, on Friday night. I don't think we were at really our best, don't... but I don't think we were as bad as some people were making no. out. I think no, probably we, not. Yeah, I think some people were... I think some people, right, are so, and it's understandable, are so used to having stuff to complain about, and now we're just kind of like good. Yeah. So Straight it's like. The barrel a wee bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we didn't get above an 8 out of 10 performance. This is unacceptable. We're going backwards. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some, some of the chances toward the end, I was thinking, we are trying our absolute damnedest to chuck this. I really, I really thought Same this. Same time, though, we were very solid defensively, even with losing our best player. Do you think we were solid defensively on Friday? I think for I just feel up like until for, I, I feel like they left their shooting boots. If I'm honest, up until the minute Alex Cochran went off the park, I thought we were never in danger of scoring. Oh, conceding that boy is, and it is just amazing. Is he is he the latest that we're just gonna accept that he's not gonna be here for long? When I can't, I can't accept I that yet. Can. So I'm still in the camp of no, he's here forever. He's gonna be a legend. I love you know it. What? I'm, I'm, I'm so honestly, I beg he goes to Italy if anywhere. Don't go to Southampton, mate. Please, I can't stress yeah. it enough. I don't, I'm not keen on Southampton. Or if you do, it'll be at least £10 million, please, <laughs> Nathan Jones. Per toe. Yes, exactly. Um, 
first of all, though, we'll say we scored probably goal of the season. Ah, that, (laughs) yeah. That that aside, it wasn't great viewing, but this goal is worthy of winning any game. It made it made the journey up worthwhile. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. I love when they just, do that. Just absolutely great. Pass, pass. Barry Mackay, central to everything. Getting the ball in, playing it into Shankland, having it back, playing it into Halliday, having it back, hitting it. Just great. Ah, across the keeper, just one he of those. He does not score tappings, does he? No, just one of those majestic finishes. I, I, lovely. Just straight off the training ground, that. Um, <laughs> but again, you know me, I love Barry Mackay, like, needless to say. But that was literally about it. I don't remember him doing a heck of a lot else with regards to the 90 minutes. But that's fine. A moment of magic. I oh, don't yeah, mind right. it. Everybody, these are the type of players that most fans despise. I just love a moment of magic. I always have. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Well, someone else that the entire fan base is united behind and had a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but so far is very much rising to it, is Xander Clark in goals. That double save... Is up there with Gordon. Like yeah, you're all just, welcome. Stop welcome. claiming it. Stop trying. Claim we can rewind it. the tapes if you want. We can rewind. You were you were astonished. He was still a free agent. I knew. I thought. Let's let's hopefully get him on the blower. Get yourself up, son. That's not the same as going. I am the reason we've signed. I basically, I basically identified him. Yeah, no, basically. But, but but he is he is he is performing. Admirably, I have to say, he's exceeding my expectations with with how decent he's been. I like because his that punches. Cannot, it can't be it cannot be easy that knowing that oh, there's a player um, that is so universally admired, adored by the fan base, club captain, club legend. You've come in, you've played for a divisional rival. <laughs> like it, I, I don't know. It, it, it's tough gloves to fill, and mm. so far. He's just taken to it like a duck to water, which, which is great because he knows that if if he's in with a chance of performing for Hearts, odds on he's probably going to get the Scotland start and berthing goals as well because there's nobody else really that I can think. I mean Liam Kelly potentially, but Motherwell he's Morris, the main competitor, horrific, but, yeah. but that's that's his only real competition, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, successor for club, successor for country. It's it's a no brainer for for him to sign at Hearts. Yes, he's had to bide his time. Yes, the circumstances to which the opportunity has presented itself are shite, but he's been anything but. He's been he's been top class. There was only two real other moments in the game itself. Uh, we'll get to them. The first one is the main talking point from the game as a whole, I would say, uh, amongst Scottish football generally, not really amongst Hearts fans. But the Kai Rolls alleged handball in the oh. moment. I, I, obviously, I was there, but I'm at a different angle to you. We're in the same <laughs> was stand, right in front of me. <laughs> we're at, we're at the opposite end. And my initial reaction was, I think it's hit his arm, but I don't know where, where on his arm or how it's hit his arm. Initially, someone behind me said it deflected up and hit his arm. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm not sure. And then, obviously, initially, it was given as a corner. And my brain went, well, the only deflection it's taken to go out is off Kai Rolls. Yeah. So how is he given that as a corner if, if it is off his arm? Yeah, but he's, then, obviously, he's obviously deemed that it's come off, like, I don't know, his belly or, or his side. Or part of his arm that is not legal but is okay to hit off of. VR goes to a very quick check and is deemed, <laughs> yep, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm delighted that you mentioned this. How can VAR spend so little on something like that and so long on other stuff that does not need more than one glance at? I think I have the answer, which is what has annoyed Thompson and stuff like that. That drives me nuts, honestly. But what I think the argument is, and obviously, Hibbs Twitter was sharing the still where it looks like it's a clear handball. Hart's Twitter was sharing the still where it looks like he doesn't even touch it. As a result general Scottish football Twitter doesn't know what to do or how to react but our modern I, fans could have stepped in to help us out embarrassing exactly. Hibs yeah. and St Mirren uniting could have done some help from Evan McFarlane and various others exactly <laughs> what he did Evan I imagine that 
Listen, Stuart was saying that he theorises that referees after the World Cup are trying not to give as many penalties for handballs that normally would be deemed ridiculous. I think this one wasn't given as a handball because the rule is if it hits you above your t-shirt line, it's not a handball. Additionally, if you're moving your arm away, it's also not a handball. I think the way... I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm saying... I think the referee and VR has interpreted it as that that's hit off his arm above his t-shirt line. He's not moving in the way of the ball. Some stills make it look like he's literally reached out to try and grab the ball. But when you watch it in real time, he's pulling his arm away the whole time. So I imagine that's why VR went, that's not a clear and obvious error. We're not going to say to the ref, we think you've made a mistake there. I, uh, I'm going to do some, some on-air admin here. I am wanting you to call this episode um, Got Out of Jail because not only are we feeling a heck of a lot better but I feel as though Hearts got out of jail I, re- I really do I honestly from where I was I thought he's going to give that he's going to give that It's it looks like it's come off his hand stroke arm I I thought it was if, if I'm honest McIver I, I really do but again like I'd, I, I, I need to I we need we need consistency because it just like I get the whole natural position unnatural position, but some are given that I don't necessarily agree with, and others like this one that I do agree is a handball aren't given. Like it's to me, it's absolutely all over the place. I think we just need to go back to the drawing board collectively, not just Scottish football, but across world football and establish. And a, a clear and obvious handball rule, like it's because the handball rule's been changed so that many, many times, times in recent exactly, years. Exactly, and it's yeah. different interpretations. It, it, the whole thing is a total mess. Yeah, as as is VAR after twelve games, like, and when you've got the pair of them combining, it's a recipe for total disaster, as far as I'm concerned. Well, what was a clear and obvious error? was Stephen Humphreys right at the death. As Granquiol, five minutes earlier, should have had the ball passed to him by Stephen yep. Humphreys. Totally agree. Who, who was totally agree. really open. And I'm sat there going, this is the dream. The Newcastle United player alone gets a good debut goal or an assist. And then Grang puts it on a plate for Inch Humphreys. perfect ball. Inch <laughs> perfect. He's got all the time in the world. Yeah. And Humphreys, who's in an easier position than he was against Hibbs, I think, I've seen it back on the Sky highlights and the Hearts TV highlights, I think he kicks the ground as he goes to hit it. I'm not, I'm not defending it. Why he's going for that post as well, I don't know. That's the big thing Why? for me. You've got the he's whole got... right-hand side of the goal. McIver, he's got time to take a touch with his left foot. <laughs> he can open up his body and just bend one into the bottom corner. He's got all the time in the world. I could not believe it. I was right. thinking, has he been in touch with Ivan Tony? Does he have both teams to score on his coupon? <laughs> or, like, both teams to score, no win? Like, I was convinced that there was some sort of betting scandal, some sort of fixing going on. Because it's I would, I would just like shocker. to say, on paper, the Perthy Paisley podcast is not accusing Stephen Humphreys of anything like that. It's not... He's being funny. I'm not getting into that legal no, 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 battle. No, no. And, and, and Ivan Tony's is all alleged. All alleged. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> but, like, that is the only logical explanation. Because how he doesn't score, I have no idea. Absolutely it was really no funny seeing Newcastle United Twitter see that chance. And they have... They now hate Stephen Humphreys with all their hearts. They And... There was so much of the fan base going, it's a bad move, it's a rubbish level, he's not going to do well. And the hearts and squish real fans were like, like, no, it's a good thing. Now that's the first thing that happens. He puts a ball on a plate for Humphreys. Somehow, he doesn't even hit the target. It's not like Carson saves it. He just misses the goal. That is is brilliant. Uh, I I can laugh about it now. Now that the result's in the bag, but oh my God, I was thinking, no. I was thinking, no. Because I think they had a chance. Did they have a chance Got, or two after? They had a free kick that just went past the post. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for the net to move. I'm like, oh yeah. no, there's, there's not a chance that you've done this. 
But well, honestly, and as you say, how Humphreys doesn't slip in cool before because he peels <laughs> off him superbly. He's literally in on goal, and then oh, so unselfish, tees it up, lays it on a plate. That is proof to me that we are the worst counter-attacking team in the world. <laughs> Every other team in world football scores there, bar yeah. us. Well, could not believe it. Going from the ridiculous to the sublime, because. For someone who's had two training sessions, barely played football in ages, I thought James Hill was man of the match and was exceptional. Very good. Very good. Was, uh, yeah, was sort of making me eat my words with yeah, words. Yeah, we are a stepping stone. He is too good for us. <laughs> he's, he's, ad- he's adapted to it really well. Yeah. <laughs> no, very, very impressive debut. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's got a couple more of them to come. But if I'm being honest, I don't want him... As troubled or having to mop up as yeah, much, of course. But I, 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 I didn't think we were great, but he was a he was a real shining light. I will, I will say that. I, in terms of like other Hearts players, I thought he was head and shoulders clear above the rest. I can't think of anybody else really. That I thought, thought was the three standing at, at home. I thought the three of Hill, Sibic, and Clark did really well as a three. Toby Sibic as well as another that's due an apology from a lot of Hearts fans. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Myself included. I didn't. I didn't really say anything particularly nasty. I always thought that it was gonna. Or I always thought that there was a player in there. I just didn't know where it was yeah. going to be. But he's looking really assured actually at the back. Um. So that's yeah. that's credit to him. And you know the the Hibs tackle again. I've I've rewatched that a couple yeah. couple other times. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Um. But yeah, re- looks really solid. The big man and and hopefully those two mean that we don't miss Craig Halkett as much I mean now we're finally that's back to back home league games with clean sheets as well yeah mm-hmm. Um. so hopefully the absences of both Halkett and Kingsley aren't felt as much what is the script with Stephen Kingsley uh, he's currently going through concussion protocol he was going to be running but then he when he went back into training he got a bit of a headache, so they pushed him back. They don't want to risk it because it's needless. We had James Hill come in, and we're like, it's fine. Is for Wednesday? Because I'm concerned if Cochrane's gone off, Halley as well go off. I think I think the belief is that Kingsley will be back. I'm not 100 percent sure. Cochrane just felt a t- oh yeah. In is terms of the injuries, Shankland rolled his ankle, but it's fine. Uh, Cochrane felt his hamstring get tight. Said at half time, Nielsen, Jig, and Forrest were like, go out and test it. See how it is. He did that burst and run into the box, and he kind of felt a wee bit. And they went right. There's no point. Just come I, off. I love that about Alex Cochran. Sorry. Same. Like everybody else should be taking their time. He just does not care. He just doesn't. Just, just continues to run forward. Yeah. I love that guy. Absolutely. Well, speaking about hoping to have Kingsley back, Cochran back is probably because arguably this is the biggest week of the season so far. Undoubtedly, the biggest week of the season. Undoubtedly, so, it's a promising start. We've won, not being at our best. Need to step it up. Grateful that Aberdeen have been taking the extra time by Rangers at yeah. Hamden, and hopefully we can make that count. Having had what a day and a bit's rest, and then yeah. obviously having played two hours again to go down to ten men as well is fantastic because they've had to work yeah. that extra bit harder. What with Anthony Stewart being sent off, but he's going to be back. Um, I see that Duke was taken off for well, Johnny Hayes as well. Duke, so Duke and Clarkson. Duke and Lake and Clarkson were both taken off. Clarkson looked like he just kind of had cramp, so that was all right. But Duke's Duke's injury looked like an actual injury think, that he had to come off for. I think Clarkson's just come back into the fold as well, having been injured I think for so. a little bit. Yeah. So if they're missing those two, we should be we should be licking our lips. I think. How how do you think it's going to go? Do you imagine us setting up similarly now that we've got? It, th- theoretically. Pretend we have the players available on Wednesday that we did on Friday. So we don't have Kingsley, but we've got five defenders in natural positions. Do you imagine he'll go with the same back three, five, and the exact oh. same system, or do you think he'll change it? I think the, the only concern for me is... I think Devlin will come back in. But, Agreed. But it's who comes in at left wing back then, because you're going to have Halliday or Cochrane. And I don't Cochran. think Halliday will be fit because of so then then my team pretty much picks itself. If if Cochrane's good to go, mm-hmm. then I think he'll go largely unchanged, but maybe just Devlin for Halliday. 
I think that's fair. I imagine that I think he'll stick with the same that, shape yeah. as well. For what it's worth, I know that you were going to ask me that. I think, I yeah. think he'll, I think he'll go with the same. I think he will as well, especially because Stewart looks susceptible to balls in behind. Now I know some people will go, well, that's not really what happens with us at home. Teams sit in a wee bit more. We have a lot of the ball in our in our last defensive part I, of our half. I think we'll get opportunities. I think Aberdeen will come and have a go. I do. So do I. And even if they sit in, Gino. Gino's basically been our number nine. Shanklin's been playing deeper and deeper. He's been for the last fifty minutes. Shanklin. Yeah, for the last fifty minutes on Friday, he was playing centre mid. How did he came off? Shanklin dropped into centre mid, and Humphreys and Garang went up top. And Shanklin didn't. If you look at Shanklin's heat map from the seventy seventh minute to the end, he doesn't. I don't think he went into their half except when everybody was in the half. So he's been dropping Shanklin deeper. I think Gino getting in behind Stewart and will it probably be Scales? Yeah, he seems to go McCrory, Scales and Stewart. That seems to right, be the back okay. three. I imagine that we will stay exactly the same bar and having Devlin in for half. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Can I get a score prediction? 2-1 hearts. I'm going to go, just because I'm... I don't know what it is. I'm never confident against Aberdeen at Tynecastle. I don't know why, because I actually feel like we've got a no-bad record against them. I'm confident at Tynecastle, but I'm never confident going up there. Oh yeah, I'm never confident. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the home side has won this fixture for as long as I can remember. Yeah, and it's always by like a goal or two. Nobody, neither's ever battered the other. Yeah. Well, I keep predicting draws, and we keep not losing. So I'm going to go with one all. Nice. I could see that. I could. See yeah, that. I can I'd, see that as well. I, for what it's worth, whilst I'd love to win every single game at Tynecastle, I do believe that we should be looking to win every game at home. Points not necessarily the worst result. They again, it all they, depends how the game goes. They they have to be clawing this back, really, is yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, if we took the lead, say, and are pegged back, it's not the end of the world. Yes, it's disappointing because we'll then have lost the chance to go nine clear of them. Nine clear of them if we win, yeah. But a six-point gap still still pretty healthy, um, and I, I think we have the possible or have the potential to extend that. Definitely. And so then, the big games don't stop at all, as this Sunday... I'm more nervous for this than I am midweek. Yeah, of, of course, of course. It's, it's always going to be the case. But I, but I, but I, but I shouldn't be, because they're, 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 just, they're just not that great, but it's us there. Yeah. Hearts travel to Easter Road. In the Scottish Cup, fourth round? Fourth round. Fourth round. And it's obviously huge... For a derby, it's Robin Nielsen's chance to get his first win as a manager at Easter Road. But, on, as Adam has just hinted at, Hibs, I don't know if you would say are in disarray, but they're in a very bad place just now, with the exception of two main players, one of who didn't play the last time we played Hibs in the league last week. Ryan Portis will be back in if he's still at the club, which, by all accounts, he still will be. And... Kevin Nisbet, who his only really poor game since coming back from injury was against us, ironically, at time Where he got next to no service. Yeah, where I think he scored seven goals in six games, or seven and seven, that's right, yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, it was five and five, I think you're right. Seven yeah, I think so. Two. Listen, he is their main focal point. If we can keep him quiet, I think we'll be fine. I don't think we'll be bothered. But it's very easy to just say, oh, well, if we keep him quiet, we'll be fine. It's at Easter Road. Obviously, we've played there previously this season in the league. It was the Martin Boyle game where we should have had the game won. Didn't. Boyle came in. Obviously, they don't have Boyle. Lee Johnson has spoken this week about hoping to have players, new players in by the time that the derby comes around. They don't, however, have Kukarevic. However you say his name, it's a very long Ukrainian big, name. Big McCola up front. Yes, McCola. <laughs> he was. I was worried about him because he's looked very good and he looks good in the air. We cannot defend crosses, so I was worried about that. But it's been confirmed that he's actually out for the foreseeable and his loan might be cancelled, I'm not sure. It's, it's not looking good. For us, it'll obviously depend what happens on Wednesday night. Hibs have a week to prepare for it. We only have four days. How do you see it going? Um, how do I see it going now that is the million dollar question uh, oh, um, there's no money spinning replay is there 
It's determined no, on the day. I believe it is determined on the day. That might be wrong, but I think that is the case. I can see, I can see extra time, and that is not good for my heart. No, not at all. I, really, I really can't. I like, I, I am, I'm bricking it. If I'm honest, yeah, I'm terrified. I felt confident in Tyne Castle, but just, just down there, man. I, I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. If, if we played our best, we should win. Yeah. Should win. Yeah. Whether we will. I, again, a lot of it depends on midweek for me. I think we we claim a yeah, win over Aberdeen, absolutely. extend that gap in third. That's a massive boost ahead of ahead of the game on Sunday. Oh, uh, I want a score I, prediction. Oh, we don't we don't do clean sheets, and I can't no. I can't say two one for both games because it's such a cop out. No, you can. I'll let you have it. If, if that's what you think, if that's what your natural reaction is, I'll let you have it. One nil hearts at Easter Road. I'm going. Are you? Have, I'm, oh, oh, sorry. Importantly, have you got a ticket for the game? No. I have. Am I rec- I, The worst I've seen at Easter Road is a nil nil draw or a one each draw. So well, that could be the case again, but. I have exclusively, the only times I've ever seen Hearts lose to Hebs at Easter Road was both in the Scottish Cup. So thank fuck I'm no going. So the omens, are, the omens are good, gang. This yes, is what I'm trying to exactly. say. Carry on. I'm going to cop out and not pick a winner. I am, however, going to pick what happens. That it goes to extra time. I think the winner will be decided via penalties. Oh my God. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. If that no. can happen, we're, we're both going to look like fucking oh, idiots if this actually goes to I can't please. believe you just said that. I think it's Why? going to pens. Oh my god. I'm not going to... My logic is this. The reason I've said oh, penalties is because that's as close... That means I have said it is a draw in normal game time and dr- me predicting draws has been working so far. Oh my god. So... We'll see what happens. Oh my god! I'm I will pa- say. Oh no! I'm papping myself for this penalty shoot. It's not even taking place yet. I have oh a, god! I have both a hearts mate and a hibs mate. Asked them both, and they both said four nil hearts. So <laughs> I'm not that confident. The ones are good. Nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. But we'll see what happens. We, however, will finish with the nice happy quiz. I could do so, with some moments here, actually. Yes, exactly. Here's hoping. My, my performance in the quiz well. has been ranked rock recently, <laughs> so that cannot continue. Come on, get the thing out. As usual, we have two normal questions a true or false, a multiple choice, and the fantastic Who Am I, which I am currently leading 8 4. So let's get see this if thinking I can cap on, Kennedy. Come on. Yes. Right, so we're starting off with a multiple choice to give you the best possible opportunity. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, Robert Snodgrass scored his first goal for Hearts and Paisley. But how many years is it between his first goal in Scottish football and his most recent? So this is multiple choice. Is it A, 18 years, B, 19 years, C, 20 years, or D, 21 years? He's what, 35? Uh, so, it can't, so it can't be... Yeah. It can't be 21 or 20. It has to have been at least 16. What was your first one? 17? A, 18. B, 19. C, 20. D, 21. 18 seems plausible given that he would be 17 turning 18, so I will go with that. So you're going with A, 18? Yes. It is B, 19. (laughs) Ah! It's a year off. You're very close. Yeah. For Livingston. Wow. So, question number two. Damn. Our latest signing, Garanke Yol, plays internationally for Australia. But can you name the three nations he could have chosen to play for internationally? <laughs> no! Well, you should know one. Garanke I know he's of African descent, if that yeah. helps. Right, but one of them's very obvious. Is it? Considering he plays for a nation. What, Australia? 
There's one of them. Well in. He's got one on the board. Right? Australia, what, and two others, you mean? Two others, yeah. Oh, so, right. I thought you were so meaning he, like three others no. as opposed to Australia. Right, okay. So, he he chose Australia, but he could have chosen two others. So, this is essentially me guessing two African nations because I know that he's of African heritage. Yes. God. Let's go... Ghana. Right. And... Ghana and Nigeria hate each other. I can't go for those two. Can I? Oh, but then again, somebody would be eligible for Scotland and England. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go with those two. They're the two that I'm thinking of. Ghana and Nigeria. Right. Geographically, you're very far away. Oh, bro. Uh, That's um, great. He was born in Don't Egypt. See Ethiopia. Oh, no. was he? He was born in Egypt, and That's both his cool. mum and dad are from South Sudan. Would never have got those in a million years. Not a chance. So, yeah, he could have chosen to play for those but he grew up in Australia, and so he chose. So this is a good start. Zero from two. Zero from two. Right, the true or false is next. So <laughs> you've got a 50-50 chance. Right, true or false. James Hill's dad, Matt Hill, was a professional football player for 20 years. True or false, was Matt Hill man of the match in the 2005 Championship playoff final between Preston and West Ham. That seems like such an obscure fixture. <laughs> I'm going to say true, but it's false, isn't it? Uh, go true. It's false. Bobby Zamora won it, but he was apparently going to be given it until Bobby Zamora scored the winner for West Ham. Brilliant. Classic. So you're I, all for I, I, three because I, I remember that game so well. <laughs> yep, that's basically. I was looking oh. at James's Hill Wikipedia. I literally like, said true, but it's going to be false. I know how this works. <laughs> right, Absolute zero for man. three. Question four. This is the most random array of questions <laughs> yeah, I've no. ever seen in my life. They're all related though. Stargrass Gold. Two new signings. Why did I not do my research? <laughs> right, right. Well. This is one that... Yutaro Oda! No. <laughs> Robbie Nielsen will travel to Easter Road looking to win his first Edinburgh Derby there as a manager, which is a statistic he'd hope to change. But how many derbies as a player did he lose? Not just at Easter Road, generally. Did he lose? Yes. Now, I'm going to... Because you're zero for three, I'm going to uh-huh. give you something here. He played in 17 derbies. How many did he lose? Right. So, 05-06, we were class. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were. <laughs> Two, 2007, Hibs had like a golden generation as well, though. They, they weren't a bad side. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be higher than folk think. Why That's probably why you've included it. 17, 17. derbies. How many did yeah. he lose? I wasn't going to give you the 17 initially because I thought you would do better in the quiz so far. But I thought I'd give you this. Thanks, mate. It's good to you. It's all right. Considering that the rest of the quiz was piss easy. <laughs> um, I think I think it'll be like a handful. I've got three or four in my head. I'm going to go for three. You Don't were be very close. Oh, God. It's five. Really? Wow. Played 17, won 7, drew 5, lost, lost 5. five. Thank you, that's actually not that, not that great. Is it? It's alright, 12 it's unbeaten bad, at 17. But 10 times he didn't win and 7 times we did. That's yeah, but only 5 times he lost. I suppose. Suppose. Most Hibs players around that time would have 5 times as they won. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> fair point. Right, Jesus, you're zero for four. Shocker. Right, who am I? I'm, I? Sorry, just to stop. Like, I'm going to make these quizzes the most obscure questions ever now because this is they're nonsense. not obscure. They're all related they to players this week. How the hell would I know about some West Ham defender in the 05 Championship? Actually, he played final? for Preston. Great, there you go. I didn't even know what <laughs> club he played for. <laughs> You even got that wrong. <laughs> true false. I said, I said true, but it's going to be false because I, I am the worst at picking a fifty-fifty ever. Right. Right. Come on, I? get a thinking cap on. Stop pissing about. 
I have played in England, Italy, Poland and Scotland. I have played in both major cup competitions in both Scotland and England. At one of my clubs, the only appearance I made in a season was a four-minute cameo on the final day. When at Hearts, I claimed we could win the league title only three months into the season after claiming the defending champions weren't as good as they used to be. (laughs) I practised martial arts in my spare time that led to a celebrity boxing match. What? What? Say that again. I practised martial arts in my spare time that led to a celebrity with... So this man was going to be a celebrity boxer? I've just read it's actually an MMA fight, not boxing. Oh, wow. An MMA fight. And what were the nations that he played in again, sorry? Uh, the nations that he played in were England, England Italy, Poland and Scotland. Italy and Poland? Yes. Right, I've got this man's Wikipedia up, I'm ready. Yeah, oh God. Right, we'll start with the years. What is the era? I need to know the era. He played for Hearts... This is the one question I didn't want you to ask because I now Good. think you'll get it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he played for Hearts between 2015 and 2016. 2015-16. Right. There's another question I don't want you to ask because if you do... <laughs> right. Okay. England, Scotland, Italy and Poland. Yes. England, Scotland, Italy and Poland. Oh. 1516, I've got like Blasey Augustine in my head, but I don't know. Right. I can give you the clues again if you want. Yeah, please. Right. I have played in England, Italy, Poland, and Scotland. I have played in both major cup competitions in both Scotland and England. At one of my clubs, the only appearance I made in a season was a four minute cameo in the final day. When at Hearts, I confidently claimed we could win the league title only three months into the season after claiming the defending champions weren't as good as they used to be. And famously, I practised martial arts in my spare time, which led to a celebrity MMA fight. Oh, God. I'm tempted to ask for playing position. Yeah, because I need to know if it's Blasey Augustine or not. Because he's just in my head for whatever reason. So is that I'm a question? Going, yeah, I'm going to ask, what position did they play? He played centre half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Have I just fallen into a trap here? Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Is it Blasi Augustine? Correct. Yes. I thought I'd give you an easy who Come am on. I? Because I thought that the quiz oh. was quite hard. so I was Quite like, hard? It was bloody I'll solid. I'll tee him up for that. Um, oh, thank God. The two questions I was like, if he asks when did he play in what position, that's it. But if he asks yeah. anything else, then he's knackered. But you did. What an interesting man. I want to go into a bit more depth. I want to go into a bit more depth with these, right? So, he played go for, for Bolton, which is when he played in the FA Cup. I, yeah, I... I I thought that we we'd signed him. We signed him from Poland, didn't we? But he'd had a spell in yeah. England before. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, stu- he he came to the youth academy at Bolton. All oh, right. I didn't know that. Okay. From pre- previous Polish clubs, right? And then he okay. was picked up and by then Bolton. The mighty Wanderers snapped him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one of the clubs where he played, the only appearance he made was a four minute cameo. What was it Bolton? He, was it? Was it? It was like Catania in oh, Serie okay. D. Jesus. Who are now? However, I don't think they were in. T- this was in 2012. Basically, he could have been bought. Oh no, they were in Syria. Sorry, at that time they were in Syria. Oh. So he then got loaned to Vicencia Calcio in Serie B, with the option to put, buy half his contract in the second half of the year. Jesus. They didn't take that up. So when he came back to Catania. He didn't play because they tried to sell him. And it didn't happen. So that summer, they tried to sell him. It never happened. So for the entire 2012-13 campaign, he sat on the bench until in the final day of the season, they played Torino and he came on the 90th minute for the last four minutes in a two-all draw. 
So that was his only appearance in the entire season. Yeah. Then what the, the claim about winning the league, we dropped points to Dundee away. November twenty fifteen. Right? Each? Yes. And after that game, Nielsen said, because if we'd won that, we would have taken the gap between us and Celtic in November to a point. And it meant that journalists were asking yeah, Nielsen... That's right. We took it like a duck to water that season, didn't we? Yeah. It started really well. Do you think you can challenge Celtic? And Nielsen went, no. With the squad depth I have, we're just coming up for the championship. I don't believe we can. The next day, Augustine spoke to the press and said that, oh... We absolutely can win the league, and the only people who would be surprised are Celtic. My group of players wouldn't be surprised because Celtic aren't as good as they used to be. I just want to let you know Celtic would go on to win the league by 15 points with us 21 points behind them. And then finally, his MMA thing it didn't happen because of COVID. COVID called it off. But he was going to fight. He was going to fight. I need to get his exact name right because it's very hard to pronounce. He was going to fight former Leicester Premier League winner Wal- Wasilewski? No idea. He Is that was part a of fellow that team. Paul? Yes. Never heard of the geezer. And yeah, so he was always trying to play martial arts. And he had really big legs and did jiu-jitsu. And then he was going to have a cage fight with a former Premier League winner. What a man. What what a man and what a random signing from Robbie back in the day. I I don't like that you've said that though. Because that that fucking fourth round in that year when that thing happened. Him coming on for us to change the game. So that's great ahead of Easter Road. Now I'm full of confidence. Thanks for that mate. It's alright. Well, hopefully, we're all full of confidence ahead of this very important week. But, even if you're not, we hope you've at least enjoyed this episode. If you have, oh. please let us know on all forms of social media, at Pet Paisley. If you don't want to do that, and you just want to leave us a review, that massively helps. Do that on your podcast platform of choice, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. It's massively helpful. We're also Paisley at gmail.com if you just want to shout something at us. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, they can get me stressing about the week ahead on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall and what about yourself mate I'm at dmcaver22 we'll be back next week to discuss the Aberdeen fallout the Hibs fallout and preview upcoming games and potentially any new signings but until then we'll see you next time bye bye